Hey guys, it's Isabel and Elise, and welcome to Work Wife Therapy. So I, um, it's been like, I don't know, a week or two since we recorded last and it's been a minute. It's been a minute, but <laughs> I at least wanted to tell you guys that I, I think I've talked about it on the past couple of episodes, but I was really excited to go to this psychic appointment that I made. Um, I initially had it scheduled for May. First of all, this woman books like a whole month out. I scheduled it in the beginning of April, <laughs> scheduled wow. it for May, and then she rescheduled on me. She was referred to me through a friend that had already seen her. And I would say about five, 10 minutes into my reading, I knew that she was a fake. And that's really, <laughs> I was instantly just really bummed during the whole thing because I just was like, you look forward to this. I'm obviously love this shit. I'm so excited, but I wanted to tell you guys, like as much as we love this, it doesn't always go the right way. Sometimes you are going to run into these <laughs> people who claim to know their shit and they don't. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. How did you know she was fake? Okay. She would. Okay. Here's how she started it. She goes, I'm so excited. This morning I had somebody on the other side for you that visited me at 8 a.m., super persistent, wanting to talk to you. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, and she goes, and I wrote 15 pages of notes. And I was like, awesome, dude, this is great. There's a, there must be a bunch of energy and shifts coming. And so then she explained her process and wanted to like talk to me about all of the notes and stuff. So I was like, okay, that sounds cool. But the to answer your question, what she started to do was lump a bunch of things together and ask me if it resonated with me. And if I said no, she would scribble down and I could hear her scribbling. And then she would just say, okay, and then go on to the next thing. But when I would confirm that something was accurate, her response would be like, oh, yep. Uh-huh. That's, I wrote that down already. That's on the back of this page. Da, da, da. So for example, she was like, what are the months, September, October, November, um, special to you for? And I was like, what? And I was like, they don't like, nothing stands out to me. Um, and she's like, well, it's like really prevalent in your chart. And I'm like, well, I like Halloween. <laughs> like, I don't know, dude, like it's the fall. Everybody likes it. I don't know what to tell you. The leaves change football starts. Um, and so then, then she's like, okay, hmm, for some reason, those are really pulling to me really hard. So we'll go to something else. What's the significance of lighthouses? I'm seeing a bunch of lighthouses and I'm like, that has nothing to do with me. Like nothing that she was saying was ringing a bell. She brought up lighthouses. She brought up North Carolina, um, Kentucky, Tennessee, Cleveland, Ohio, not a single one of these places have any meaning or any value to me. Like if she, if she would have said California, I'd be like, oh yes. You know, like nothing was resonating with me. But then when I would say yes to something, she would, and I said yes to a couple of really sincere things. And then mm -hmm. I said yes to just bullshit things to just see if she would like pretend. 
and go off. And she did. (laughs) Then I just started fucking with her towards the end because I'm like already paid. Like, I don't know what else to Mm -hmm. do. I paid. She cashed my check like six weeks ago. Um, But she said, I'm seeing a big area around like Athens, Ohio. Um, what's the significance of this place to you? And I was like, oh, that's where I went to school. And she goes, oh, yep, yep, uh-huh. And she turned the page and she goes, see, yep, I wrote a big OU. I'm going to send you my notes after this, but I wrote OU really big. I didn't know if this was significant to you. Okay, all she right. She sent you her question. notes? She said that she put them in the mail, but I'm like, you didn't tell me anything. You just said, yes, this came to me. And then you moved to the next question. And like her next question was, are you seeing a lot of hummingbirds and butterflies? I'm like, no, bitch. I don't like, you're not meaning like, <laughs> but no, I'm not like no, nothing was, nothing was legit. And then when something did resonate with me and I said, yes, nothing would come of it. There wouldn't be, mm. uh, you know, anything. Like- diving deeper into what that means or, you know, right. She providing clarity. Yeah. She started to tell me too, that my body needed more electrolytes. And she goes, then she started giving me advice and saying I needed to drink propel water. And I'm just like laughing in my head. I was like, I don't, I I drink like a gallon and a half of water a day. That's like the last thing that I need. Plus I'm not going to drink propel. It's like all sugar. Who are you? Oh, so all of that to say, you can be the most hippie woo woo person ever love this shit, believe in it, have great readings and then run into somebody like this. And, um, yeah, that was a bummer. (laughs) I've never had a reading from a psychic before. And so I kind of, I want to go see what it would be like, because I've always thought about it and be like, oh, I wonder what they would say and things like that. And then your experience, I'm like, oh, if I'm thinking asked a bunch of yes or no questions, that's, that's not really my cup of tea. It was completely pointless. And I was so, I'm just like laughing afterwards because I've like set up an altar. I have my lights dimmed. I have my Beyonce oh. candle lit. <laughs> I had out my crystals. You know, you know, I sage the home. I'm like, can you prep more than (laughs) maybe all of your prepping was like warding off, like, I don't know, the energies or whatever reading, like telling you to stay away from this person. I don't know, but (laughs) your your witchy magic, you know, diverted it. (laughs) I know, I couldn't believe it. I was so mad. And so afterwards I was like, well, that was a waste. So instead I just sat there and meditated and it was great. So yeah. (laughs) Did you tell your friend? I did. And I debated on whether to tell her or not, because I truly believe that she had a legit reading everything that she was telling me because she's a sharp girl. Like there's no way that she was bullshitting her, but Mm. Or maybe I got a different person and I didn't know. Like, I I have no idea. I don't know if like her friend, you know, there's two people and they like one person calls so-and-so and and then gets, anyways, I have no idea. But I did end up telling her and she just felt really bad. And I was like, don't feel bad. I was like, I just want to at least let you know that, you know, that was my experience. And if you ever want to go see somebody, you need to see Tanya. Because Tanya is legit and she has been spot on with everything in my life. And I'm almost pissed that I like 
went to somebody else besides her. <laughs> mm. But have, did you ever go to her? Yeah, I did. Okay. So Tanya Spivey. She's a medium and an intuitive. And I did see her, but at the time it wasn't what I needed to hear. I think I was hoping for some supernatural guardian angel to speak to me. But when I went to her, it just didn't resonate. So I didn't see her again. And maybe it's just because I wasn't open to hearing those things yet. What, what do you remember what kind of stuff she was saying? Or does it resonate with you now? I don't really remember. Huh. But she did say like there's a male figure. Um, she's like, do you know anybody who died? I was like, nobody in my family, you know. Well, I mean, obviously there have been like, I don't know any of my grandfathers because they passed before I was born. Um, but like nobody I had a connection to. Yeah. So I, I still am like, I'm not sure where that goes, but I know you had a really good, Oh my gosh. Dynamic with her. Yes. I mean, I think just, we vibed really well together, but she would tell me things that at the time didn't make any sense. She would like, I would, for example, when I start dating somebody or be interested in them, I would just tell her their name. And for, for example, this one guy, she was just like, oh my God, why him? And she goes, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to say it like that. I'm sure he's a great guy, but you guys are on such a different level of energy. And I just laughed because I didn't see it at the time. But the more I got to know him, I was like, holy shit. Everything she said about him has been spot on to the T. Like even about him, like moving like this year. I mean, it's it's been nuts. So I would call Tanya psychic, even though she's considered an intuitive, but, um, yeah, you should try to go back to her. I mean, they're, she's not cheap, but I'll tell you what, she's been incredible to work with. Yeah. And so I think this is also a good example of like for somebody, this person works really well with them and then the other person, they don't. Mm -hmm. Um, and also maybe her ability was more, I think if you were, Correct me if I'm wrong. Like your friend had someone pass away. Yes. And she specifically was going there to talk to her mom who had passed away. Yes. Did the psychic know that or was she just like, you know, that's a really good question. I should definitely ask her because I think that I I don't actually hold on. I don't think I want to ask her because if she did tell her that whole reading brought her closure regardless. So I don't want to like open that up again. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I'm kind of wondering if she did and then, you know, she did research or whatever, but I, I'm not entirely sure. At that part, Mm -hmm. but I was like, if it's still questions or if you know what this person is seeking, it can help direct what you communicate to them and help them. Yeah. Um, but also if maybe on the other side, like if she didn't have a similar approach like she did with you, mm-hmm. like maybe that's her ability is to, you know, communicate messages or things like that for people versus like for people who have lost loved ones versus like with you coming in and being like, yeah, I'm just read me, bitch. <laughs> you tell me about me. <laughs> um, that 
the nice part when I do meet with Tanya is normally I would say the first half an hour, maybe even 40 minutes is Tanya just reading my energy and like spatting out everything that's coming to her mind. I mean, down to the first time I met her, we sat down and, um, in person, she's in, actually she's in Washington now. She was in California, but she had us sit down. We both closed our eyes. She knew nothing about me at all. I didn't, you don't even put your name in when you booked an appointment with her at that time. Like she couldn't have even Googled me or anything like that. So we sat down and we just took a deep breath and it was silent for maybe 10 seconds. And she opened her eyes and was like, wow, you need to release the stress and tension in your shoulders. And I just like laughed. I mean, obviously now that I'm saying that out loud, I could have had my shoulders up to my ears, but it wasn't about that. It was all about, and she read this part. She knew that there was this guy at work that was driving me to my wits end that was stressing me out and making me second guess myself. And that's why she was telling me to relax my shoulders. And all of that came out of her mouth within the first minute and a half. And I was like, holy shit. My eyes must've been like, you know, the size of a watermelon. It was crazy. But you're talking about the person we thought would come back and like shoot up the place. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. That's exactly who I was talking about. Mm -hmm. Super toxic. He was super toxic. Yes. And so that's the first time around when I went to see her because I let him get like under my skin so much to make me feel like I wasn't good enough for this career, for this job. I was super insecure from just going through, you know, big breakup. And, you know, I was already down at my lowest at that point. Um, And he just kind of sucked and got under my skin. So anyways, yeah, she vibes with me really well. And it is nice too, because I feel like because she knows me, she's able to get the signs and interpret them better than you would if you hadn't known me at all, Um, which I, I appreciate and I like. So yeah, honestly, I may book another session with her. <laughs> I just, I like. Do it. Yeah, get, why not? Get cleansed and like from somebody who. Who I know is actually legit. And I trust. Yeah. So for the listeners, she is this intuitive um, that I found through a referral, found through a friend. And I worked with her a couple of times and she ended up, I think she was already married to him. Oh yeah, duh, they already have kids and stuff. But she said, hey, my husband is actually getting into a bunch of life coaching stuff. If you wanna go, like you need to go work with him. And so I started working with him before he was officially totally licensed. I I was like Mm. part of his, um, I don't even know what you would call that. Shout out to Calvin Spivey. Love you, Calvin. <laughs> um, I was like his, his trial run before like promoting himself, essentially. So, and that completely changed my life. And then Isabel went to him too. So they're like, they're like a Jay-Z and Beyonce power couple. I love them. Oh, so good. And like, if you guys are looking for a life coach who will call you out on your shit, <laughs> go see Calvin. I Honestly. think like, uh, when I was, I was going to therapy and then after all for me, I was just like, this is not working because I'm someone who like, yeah, I'm going to talk about my feelings, but after a while I'm kind of like, okay, what are we going to do about it? <laughs> and <laughs> with Calvin, it would be like a therapy session, but also like, He'd okay, I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to let you stay here and be sad. What are you going to do about it? You know? <laughs> and and like, then, oh, it's like that tough love. 
Yeah. And also like for people who aren't so like self-aware, mm-hmm. I think going through that whole practice is life changing. Oh, just without to, a doubt. Just to realize like how, how you are, why you are the way you are and like how it affects everything in your life and what you do and your decisions and things like that. And then having someone be like, okay, well, if you want to move from that, let's, okay, let's do something about it. Because life coaches aren't there to just listen to you bitch and moan and complain about whatever's going on in your life. Like they're there to help you get to the next level. So Mm -hmm. if you're stuck or you're trying to figure out like, where do I go from here? Go see a life coach. Yeah, we are personally biased to Calvin Spivey. <laughs> We're gonna <laughs> and put, we'll, we'll put his link in the podcast link yeah, description. He, I went to him. He does a couple of programs, and I did two or three programs of his. But then I still kind of check in and do regular check-ins here or there. Um, honestly, I credit him, and it's funny because he's like, stop giving me the credit. You're the one who did the work, which yes, that's true, but I couldn't have done it without him. So I give him credit for me literally getting my ass back to Ohio. And it's wild too, because on your last session with him, he, he records every session. So on your last session, on my last session with him, he played a couple clips from our first session. I sounded like a completely different person. I sounded so sad and lost and like whiny and being like, I just want to move back home. And like, he's like, well then fucking do it. Why are you like, what are you waiting for essentially? And so, I mean, that's, that's what the whole program kind of took me through to get to that point. But I didn't get that. You did it? No, I'm so jealous. Actually, I don't even know if I would have wanted to hear that. Maybe that's why he didn't let you do it. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Uh, You know, I think he actually asked my permission to play it back. So maybe Mm -hmm. he asked you and you said no, or maybe who knows? Remember? Yeah, but it um that was really eye opening for me because you could just hear in my voice and specifically what I was saying was just kind of poor me. I want to move back. I can't move back because blah, blah, blah. And, you know, towards the end of it, I'm like, no, dude, I'm in control of my life. <laughs> I can move if I want to. And then immediately it, it happened within, you know, obviously you were there within like three weeks. <laughs> and he helped me through that too. Cause he was like, Elise, it's here. Do you want it or not? You got to fucking take it. And I was like, ah, too fast. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah. So anyways, yeah, I wanted to tell you guys about that because I always talk about how much we love that shit and it's not always going to be a positive experience. You know, I just had a Mm -hmm. really bad one that I paid for. (laughs) Oh my God. When she sends the notes, when she sends those notes, I'm going to, I'll send them to you. (laughs) Pictures and send it to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Um, maybe we'll post some. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) We'll add them to our uh, Instagram story. Yeah. 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 And then can I talk about what I just did with the acupuncturist? Oh my gosh. Yes, please, please, please. Okay. So I, if you know me, I am deathly scared of needles. (laughs) And this girl just booked a fucking acupuncturist appointment. Although it's not going to happen till like August 1st, but whatever. (sighs) 
Um, so this person who I'm going to booked out so far, I know, <laughs> uh, okay. But this person I really think is legit. So. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I didn't realize. <laughs> no, I wasn't talking about my psychic. I was talking about my acupuncturist that I have to book out a month ahead of time. That's what I meant. No way. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. Yours okay, is I don't legit. Have, okay, go. I don't have my notes in front of me, but anyway, so. The form of acupuncture is called esoteric acupuncture, where it has to do more with like the spirituality, your spirituality, like getting your heart centered. The way my friends who have gone to see this person is basically like your spiritual level up. (laughs) And what they do, what this person does based on sacred geometry will... Like that's where the needles are placed. I'm totally butchering this. I am so sorry, Dr. Mikio Sanki. But anyway, <laughs> from my understanding, explaining it fine. My understanding is that, like, based on the blockages, like in your not the physical plane, your, like your spiritual, your yeah, yeah, like kind of like kind of like that. It'll they'll remove it based on different patterns. Like they'll place it certain patterns, mm-hmm. and. Basically, when I booked the appointment, his scheduler was like, what do you want? What are you looking for? I'm like, I don't know. I was just told that I should, you know, I'm working on myself. And like, I got referred by my friend who told me to tell him he sent me. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, he doesn't take any more more clients. Um, And then I had a talk with, I left a voicemail for the doctor. And then he called me back. And he was like, oh, so, you know, what are you looking like? Your friend has sent many people to me before and I've never asked him what he does. I was like, oh, it's kind of like we're doing like a peer group mentoring thing. He's like, so a life coach. I was like, don't call him a life coach because he kind of hates that word right now. (laughs) (laughs) Because, okay, tangent. He's saying that like everyone and their mother is a life coach right now. Mm -hmm. And they're like 22, 23 years old. And he's like 45 or something. And he's like, you're only 22. You just got out of college. What life do you know about? <laughs> you know, like you don't know anything. So it's like, okay, I, I, see, I hear you. <laughs> Unless you're giving like life coaching a seven-year-old, you know? Yeah. Like how to get through college, I guess. Right. Or middle school or something. But yeah, no. Uh, so I was talking to him and I was like, I don't know. I just working on myself. I was really worried about answering the question, who are you? Because that's what Tian was asked. That's what my mentoring coach was asked. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's kind of the perpetual question I have lingering above my head. If I had the biggest question mark, it's me figure out who the fuck I am. And anyway, so I was talking to Dr. Mihio Sanki and I was like, oh yeah, we're working on these things with this, with this group, like sharing with each other you know, talking about what we're trying to grow in and things like that. And then he said, okay, so based on our conversation so far, you have blockages on your sternum, your left scapula, and you're somewhere in your back. And like, for me, I like literally like went to touch my back because I have chronic muscle tension there. And he's like, no, not physically, (gasps) you know, and (laughs) and I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) and he was like somewhere around like your t4 t5 area and somewhere behind your the right of your 
your head. I forgot he mentioned the space, but I forgot what it's called. Um, he's like, but don't worry, we can remove that for you. And I was like, how the fuck do you do that? And then I was like, okay. Um, and this is all over the phone, correct? Yeah, yeah, all over the, the phone. phone. Oh my gosh. And he's like, I he's like, I can see, I can astral. Oh, I forgot what he said. Something about your astral astral plane or something. He could see the color in my voice or something. And then he started to explain. He's like, I was because I asked him, like, what do those blockages mean? And then he said, Well, the first one has something to do with expressing yourself <laughs> or not being able to speak your truth for whatever reason. I'm like, oh my God, has he been reading like <laughs> he this has been the like <laughs> the theme of my life this year? <laughs> Trying to communicate and be better about it. And then he said, lesson. I know, seriously. <laughs> My freaking purpose in life is yeah. to figure this out. And then he said, what was my left scapula? I don't remember. But the one, the other part that gave me, like the vocal thing gave me chills. Oh, like gosh, I, I got goosebumps when he said that. And then he said my T4, T5 um, region has something to do with abandonment or betrayal. And then uh, you and I both know about like the like you know closer betrayals, mm-hmm. and he was like, it's not necessarily something recent. Probably he's like something a little bit older, maybe fifteen years old. And he's like, yeah, but don't worry, wait, we'll remove that. And I was oh like, my God, what? So I'm really curious <laughs> to see. Like, Were you what just is- sitting there, just like your mouth, like your jaw dropped to the floor? Like I can't believe he's saying all of this right now, and I just am trying to schedule an appointment. Yeah, I just was like, I don't even know what to say. And, you know, like, I feel like I should be asking questions, but I don't know what questions to ask. Yeah. You know, because I'm just like, I don't know what any of this means, but okay. (laughs) If you say so, yeah, yeah. You know, and (laughs) because he was like, we don't do regular acupuncture. It's not physical ailments or anything like that. Dang. Yeah, it's all centered. And then he's always like, also... I'm not here to tell you how to fix things or give you answers. I'm just here to guide you. And I was like, dang it. <laughs> I want you to tell me the answer. <laughs> um, and he's Can like, we just anyway, through all of that and just get yeah. to the good shit? Like, dude, really? Can I not figure it out for myself? And can you just tell me what I need to be doing? <sighs> It'd be easier for everybody in that sense. Dude, that is wild. That's that's the feeling I get when I sit down with Tanya, where I just start yeah. talking and then all of these things come pouring in from her. Yeah. And they're they're all so spot on every yeah. time. It's and so, so legit. When is your appointment again? August 1st. Okay. We will um, definitely record like the next day or something. I well, I heard from people that like sometimes they can't drive after. I honestly couldn't. I had to sit in my car for about maybe 20 minutes and I was <gasps> crying and crying and crying. His acupuncture is a different kind than yours, but it's the same sort of strategy or strategy like that. It's the same sort of thing where he literally just touches your palm and feels your pulse and then clears out your chi. Like, You can't go in there and be like, hey, I have TMJ. Can you fix my jaw? Like, that's not this acupuncturist. So I feel like you'll have a similar, if not better experience than I did. I'm so stoked for you. But yeah, just be, don't have anything scheduled after. 
It's the it's the first appointment in the morning just because I have to drive to the west side and that takes forever. So I booked early. Yeah. So that way I wouldn't kill myself on the way there and then I have to come back. Oh no. Um or go to the beach traffic is so terrible time. now. Um and I have to it's I set aside like two hours. Yeah. And That's- then some people were like one person I know who went to him said, this is all within my peer group, was saying that her first session was so painful. Oh. And that meant like she had a lot of blockages mm-hmm. to get to work through and stuff. And then she said, but after that, it gets better and better and better. And like some sessions, you feel like you just fall asleep and you wake up like walking on clouds and you're like on a high. And the other times, it, some areas might hurt which means you have a block there and whatever, you know, the thing that you're working through, but she's there was like, just relax and, you know, let it, let the magic happen or whatever. Mine was definitely the, like I floated out of there. I was definitely in a euphoric. I felt so high. Um, That was the night that I came home and I did like a three hour moving meditation. It was that night. Yeah. I mean, it was all that, like, I felt like I was on another planet, but I'm, I'm so excited to hear your experience, but the girl that referred me to go there, she recently had a really painful one too. And it was, I mean, I guess you just never really know what's going to happen, but Mm -hmm. I forgot to follow up with her afterwards to see if it felt better later or anything like that. I'm not sure. But dude, so, and if your energy changes between now and then he's going to pick up, he'll, yeah, he'll probably pick up. I mean, if you talk about like my freaking weekend, you know, (laughs) like I'm sure they're either additional ones or the same ones and still even harder or they're bigger blockages. I don't even know if that's a thing I'll ask. (laughs) Add it to the list of questions. Can your blocks get larger? (laughs) oh my gosh I'm so excited for you I can't wait to hear about it when it happens I have to wait till August shit yeah so what's been going on Elise oh well I have some crazy news to share which I actually don't know if I'm allowed to share this publicly um is there a lawsuit involved (laughs) no no nothing like that um, no, I won't say publicly. Um, I just, I don't know if it's a certain done deal yet. That's like about 98% sure. So I'm going to kind of tell a little bit of the backstory before I get to the, the shit. So that way it makes more sense. You guys know, like Victoria's secret, um, the company, oh, we actually, I think is Les Wexner, the owner. I feel like he is Les Wexner. Anyways, this homeboy, Les Wexner, came in and purchased the city or the town of New Albany, Ohio. And New Albany is right next to my hometown, Johnstown. Okay. So Johnstown was always this farming town and New Albany was as well. But when he came in and purchased it, it, I mean, it blew up. He, all his businesses are everywhere. Everything is a white picket fence, million dollar mansions. It's like, the Stepford Wives type of a place to live. Um, And so Les Wexner is so freaking filthy rich. What he started to do is he purchases plots of land and then he resells it back to New Albany. (gasps) And because land is like cheap here in Ohio, all of these businesses from San Francisco are moving to New Albany, Ohio. 
and they're moving to Johnstown, Ohio. Okay. So like we just got Facebook coming here. There's, there's talk of an Amazon, like headquarters doing a headquarters here. And this is all around my childhood home. Okay. So, um, growing up on like my bus route and stuff, we pick up all of our friends along the street. Those homes no longer exist anymore. They got bought out by Les Wexner, sold to New Albany, and now it is a big like Facebook, you know, data center or whatever. And so whenever I drive down that route, you know, I get sad and nostalgic. I know the families that lived there. I know the kids, et cetera, and how sad that is for us. Well, they're coming on my parents' street and they're trying to buy everybody out and bulldozing over my childhood home that is like, I, I can't, I can't even put into words how special my home is. And I know there's, you know, some people who aren't attached to homes or, you know, they're like, Oh, whatever, you know, just move, just build a new one. Cause you're going to make a lot of money off of it. They have, they pretty much give you a deal that you can't refuse. Or if you don't like sell the point. Yeah. Right. And so if you don't sell your home, then they build around you. And so my, my parents are in the beautiful countryside, yeah. like, oh my gosh, the best views and like the most perfect sunset. And when I tell you, Isabel, my parents bought this property in like 1990 and my dad built everything. He built the garage, the barn in the back. He helped design the home. He planted every single tree on that property designed it exactly how he wanted it. And I grew up with a father who every month there was a new project in the house. Like mm. one time he like turned the bathroom into the master closet and turned the sunroom into the bathroom. Um, our basement has been so many different things. And so this house has been ever evolving and changing my whole life because it's my dad's passion project. And it's fun for him to do. And then, you know, put my mom into that with her. She loves decorating and new ideas and design and new paint colors. So they're kind of like a Chip and Joanna Gaines. <laughs> only, <laughs> for, only for their own home. Not to mention the beauty of our pool. We have a beautiful pool with stone all around it. I mean, it's just, I'm so envious when I ha- see you post like stories on your Instagram about it. I'm like, damn, I want to go visit. It, I mean, it, it is beautiful and it's not just that. I mean, all of that shit aside, every single birthday party, family gathering, friends party, baseball party, all of that shit was always at my home. And so I don't only have all of these memories, all of my friends do all of my extended family does. So, you know, it's one thing when your parents are moving out of your childhood home, but it's another thing when they're almost being forced out and it's not going to exist in a couple of years. That's the other thing is the guy said, this project is happening within the next couple of years, meaning like next summer may be my last summer ever all developed. Yes. And you know, the, the times when I was in Ohio, or I'm sorry, the times I was in California, when I would be homesick, I would just picture sitting on my parents' back deck, like by their fire pit, drinking a glass of wine with my mom 
Like that is what I craved is like that outdoor space in my parents' house. And it's, it's not going to exist, dude. That sh- it's not going to even exist. And that Wait, is so they're just- really going to sell. They're going to have to, because what, what'll happen is you're going to have buildings put up all around your house. You'll have construction. Corporate buildings. Yeah. Oh yeah. Isabel. I'm I'm not like residential or no, 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 no. And it, um, you're talking about like, like almost like thousands, thousands of acres. It's not, it's like a huge fucking project. Yes. So they just bought all of that. Oh my God. Trying to. So what they do is they go to all of these homes and they ask, you know, the farmers next door who have, you know, hundreds and hundreds of acres, if they'd be interested in selling. No, lease it. If they, no, if they say yes, then we're fucked regardless because that whole part will be a big ass, huge warehouse. I mean, this, this is massive. Like companies are moving out. Big tech companies are moving to Ohio. Columbus is getting, I am so surprised that Columbus, Ohio, out of all the places in the U S is the spot that people are moving to, but you know, whatever, because it's cheap here, but now it's not going to be. So anyways, yeah, then, then you're dealing with that if, if they do stay. And then if they were to go sell their home after all of those places are up and moving and I mean, they have bright lights that shine at night. You don't get your beautiful stars anymore. I mean, it's why they wouldn't want to live there, let alone when they go to sell it. If they do stay, their value is going to be lower because you're surrounded by corporate buildings. Like you, you almost have to, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. And so that I'm so is sorry. Been a huge damper on my fucking weekend because you know, I, we're all so sentimental and attached to that spot, you know, and to know that it wasn't just like a house that we lived in. It was like my home that, you know, my parents do their own fucking landscaping, dude. Like they don't have landscape. They are in the soil doing everything all the time for 30 years at that place. So yeah, that's that. I mean, isn't that wild? I mean, I can't, I keep thinking of the song, um, where they say you pave paradise, put up a parking lot. Like, that's what it feels like is that they're just taking down everything and just plowing over it. And you don't really have a choice. It sucks. So this beautiful farm town that I grew up in is going to start being more Stepford wivesy. Like it's all going to be part of that, which is good in some ways. It's good for, you know, school systems, Etc. But when you think about, you know, the 85 year old neighbor who's living there and that property he's been on for his family's been on for 150 years is getting pushed out. I mean, that just breaks your heart. Yeah. Like I've seen so many movies where like you have big corporations come in, they buy out the small town people and it's like, there's nothing left for them. You know, they're, They have nowhere to go. Their family history and legacy. Can I, okay. I know you're not asking for this right now, but can I share something with you? Yeah. Always. So one of my coworkers. So, okay. A long time ago in like Orange County, there used to be a lot of like Japanese families. Oh, over where Disneyland is. Okay. Okay. Pasadena. No, no. Anaheim. Anaheim. Oh shit. Yeah. Disneyland. 
Okay. It used to be all farmland, right? And Disney came in to buy out all the farms and to like build their fucking yeah. huge ass place now. If you see like all they used to be all farms. And I heard this is happening also in, up in Mountain View too. Like everyone's all the companies are buying out the farmland. Um, which is like, hello, how are you gonna feed the people? Anyway, so a lot of these farms belong to Japanese farmers, the people who are like put in internment camps and things like that, like their legacy is all the way back there. And I think a group of them decided not to sell it and lease their land to Disney. Oh. So they didn't sell. So their families are doing well now because they get Disney money to be on their land. And so that's why I was saying, if it's not a done deal yet, maybe you can figure that out. You can unionize the farmers and your parents and everybody together to work this deal. Because I am, I'm pulling my phone out and I'm texting my mom and dad right now, because the one thing that the realtor said, and the realtor who comes through works for like the city of New Albany, that's trying to purchase land for New Albany to then sell to a corporation. So when a corporation comes, they're like the corporation, right? They're like, oh yeah, we've put this infrastructure in da, 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 da. But what he told my parents is he says, everything's negotiable. Like you come up with a number, everything's negotiable. He just said that over and over. So yeah, as soon as lawyer you- up, baby, God. lawyer up, get some sort of valuation. Maybe you could do an inflation thing on there. I don't know that. I just okay. The only thing that I know that is my my coworker, her uncle or her granddad is the one who actually end up selling. Out of all the farmers who did, who like were in this deal. He is the only one that sold. And obviously now the whole family is like, ah, you had no business mind. And (laughs) I don't know how they, how you would even value your company. You might need to get like a, I don't know what kind of firm, like an accounting firm, maybe. I don't know. I I know like they'd have to go through the appraisers in general, but you're just like future land value. You know, if you're having Facebook and people come up, you've like, my hometown, I drove by there the other day and I was just like, what the fuck? Because Sunnyvale was not like a rich area. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had tech money like as a Mountain View and everything, but like the apartments, a lot of the homes were really old and like, you know, from the 70s, like one level and all that. Now there's just like mini mansions everywhere. Um, and you, it's still, it's just like so crazy because you see like the really old homes from the 70s or you know, even like before then, and then you have the big ass mansion next to it. So it's like yeah. that dichotomy of like really old and poor versus like the really rich right next to them. Yeah. And it's so sad. Cause yeah. it's like, that's me right now. That is it makes what me this really sad. Like it's I feel for you. I feel for you. Cause I'm like, if my family were to come here now, you can't afford it. You can't afford to live there. You can't afford to stay there unless you make tech money. And it's just like, oh, I was like just walking through or driving through. I was like so excited. that I was like, oh, all this cool stuff is happening. But also like so sad that uh, all of these communities are getting displaced because of what's happening. And, you know, you like, where do you go after that? You have to go right. somewhere. You have to move. Yeah. Some else that's cheaper and not necessarily like where you want to go. And that's what my dad was saying too. He's, he brought the realtor guy out. He's like, look, 
this is a commercial pool. Like it's not, there's no liner in it. There's concrete. <laughs> and, and, he's, and he's like, look, you know, all this stone. He's like, I have a shop building in the back. He's like, that's easily 150,000. This pool is at least a hundred. Invaluable. Like, yeah. And he, he's like, I cannot get all of this today for the price. It, exactly. Cause the guy was like, well, you know, we normally appraise your home and give you 25% more of that. And my dad's like, that's not going to be enough. Like I can't yeah. in today's dollars, I cannot replicate this at all. And yeah. that's, you know, that's the hard part. And that's when the guy kept saying, everything's negotiable. Everything's negotiable. Fucking lease it. If you have to leave and if everyone is doing this, yeah, lease it. That is such a, I didn't even fucking think about that. This is you I own it. Yeah. You own it. Your and family owns that land. Do not give up land. Like that's, I don't know if any, I've learned anything from like American culture, like <laughs> land is money. Like, you know, valuable. land well, is the most valuable thing. Yeah. I mean, you're, yeah, you're bringing up some really good points here that I never even considered or thought about. And so it's not actually Facebook that's buying it. So like my, my dad, some asshole, it's, it's, there's a middleman who is new, new Albany's person trying to purchase land. So that way they can run sewer through it, et cetera. So I assume that's kind of what happened with Disneyland. It wasn't Disneyland purchasing it. It was the city of Anaheim knowing Disneyland is potentially having them on their, their side. So they try to purchase property for them, Disneyland to buy it off of Anaheim. Wow. Okay. Well, shit, man, that could be a hell of a deal. Yeah. And then have it be, you know, everybody like help the fucking fan, help the town, help the people who are there. I know, man, like these, and it's a farm town and the the drive i'm i know my family laughed at me and they thought i was crazy when i said i want a videographer to like film everything yeah down but that drive is so pretty like you driving and you're passing this farm and then you turn right and you have cornfields surrounding you on both sides for almost a mile and then pretty trees that open up and little farmhouses and yeah. that's not going to be there. I want all of that documented to show my children someday. You know, it's, it's wild to think about. I keep thinking about this beautiful willow tree that my dad planted. Mm. It's huge now. It is such a pretty tree. And he planted that thing at like four or five feet, you know, right when we first got it. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's wild, but mm. I know. Yeah. So that was, that was my uh, Father's Day weekend, but I'll tell you what though, I the the, the fun part about all this, the, the plus side, aside from you know they're gonna get, they will get a lot of money out of whatever deal that they do, is that my my parents are wanting to be here in Ohio. We call them snowbirds. It's when people fly to Florida for the winter when it's cold. Yeah, out, yeah. Back. So they want to get a place down in Florida, and then you know the proceeds from this would allow them to do that. But then also build a place out here. They have some contacts with builders where they could, you know, get property and do that. But the the funny part about all this is, you know, my dad finds out Saturday morning and then by Sunday morning, he's driving around for four hours looking at properties and he already has the design of his new home in his head. And I am like, that is is so cool that it's me. dude. I'm, I'm like the second that something goes wrong. I mourn it, but I cannot stay. I 
physically Mm -hmm. cannot stay in that hurt, my body, my mind, everything in me is already on to the next thing. Always, Mm -hmm. always, always. And I, it's, I see it in him. I I know, I know it about myself through life coaching, therapy, et cetera, Mm -hmm. validation from my friends. But when I see it in my father, I'm like, like, ah, genetic. I mean, he's going to buy a bow and he's got all these plans and he's, <laughs> he's, oh, he's, he's like the, there'll be a workout room above the garage, floor to ceiling windows surrounding it. We're going to have this. That's fantastic. I know. I'm like, all right. And he goes, that's the a only new thing that's going to help me not be depressed. I'm like, yep. Yeah. I get Build it. Build a new house that you can make another house, another dream house. You can yeah. do it however you want. Yeah. And I want to get, you know, somebody to come out and make tables out of the trees or picture frames, you know, yes, a videographer, um, my dad on camera, like talking about the whole house. Like we had a dining room. That's not there anymore. We had a fireplace. that's not there anymore. I mean, all, (laughs) everything's just always changed. So yeah, that's pretty cool. But I I haven't even lived in my house for two years. And I am already so attached to it because I've, I've made it. You put a lot of work into it too, to make it yours. I rearranged a lot of the footprint (laughs) and I'm like, I don't, if somebody even came to me, I don't know if I could do it. And I'm, you know, I didn't raise kids here. I haven't even been here for two years. It's your first home. It's your first home. Oh Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely throughout this weekend found out that I have sentimental attachment to houses <laughs> that you live in mm-hmm. where I know some people don't, but you know, if you moved around a lot or whatnot, where was your childhood home? Do you still, does your mom still live there? I mean, we moved a lot when I was little and then I didn't, we didn't really settle until maybe when did we move? sixth or seventh grade. Okay. I think seven. And then I was out of district and I had to move schools and I was like, fuck my life. I don't know anybody. And (laughs) none of my friends are coming. Um, So my mom is still there. It's outside this like really pretty park, total like suburbs, you know, families friendly. Yeah. But I think it's more of like, not so much like a home as a, place mm-hmm. like San Diego that area was mm-hmm. like home for me even though like because every year I moved that's you know I yeah there's not a like a house in San Diego yeah, was, yeah. right because you're but I'm sure if I apartment different part of town yeah I'm so like yeah this is my you know but I'm sure if I buy a house I'm like this is mine yeah. I can do whatever I want to it <laughs> I can decorate it. I can color it. We'll paint it whatever color I want. <laughs> yes. And honestly, it it is such a freaking game changer. When it is yours and you know that you are solely responsible for it, I, I think it all changes. It's like you taking care of a pet. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if that's the best way to that, but you know, it's- All the love into it. Damn, dude. It's hard to do on your own though, but- it's worth it. I think that's why I'm more protective of it because <laughs> I did everything. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Or I, I told somebody to do it for me, I guess. <laughs> Some of the stuff. But still, it was like, it's your vision. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't mm. physically rewire my electrical. <laughs> like, no, I didn't do that, but I needed to be done. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Dude. 
I'm excited to hear what your parents are going to do, or even if they can even get the rest of the farmers on board for this. Well, and here's the other thing. So the realtor guy came, you know, and told my parents all that stuff, but they said the specific farmers in town who are the big honchos, they're the hindrance, you know, they're well-known everywhere around here. He told my parents, they are 90% sure that they will sell. But the deal that they are making is we will sell if you find us more land somewhere else. And so that was their deal. And if that's the case, I mean, they have hundreds of acres. And so if nobody else sells, they still may develop over there, you know, and then you're still running that risk of your view, not being there, et cetera. You're surrounded. Suck. Like, you know, sky park court like that. And imagine your house being next to that. That's what I mean, it you is. see that here in like in Monrovia, where my office is, there's like a house and there's yeah. like warehouses or like some other stuff around it. And I'm like, that's a oh, person who didn't sell. Stuff. Yeah. And then if they try to go sell now, who wants to live there? You know? So yeah, we'll see The they're going to have a hard time because it's easier if they're just purchasing land, if the value is in the land where my parents' property, their value is in their property. It's in their house, the pool, mm-hmm. you know, all of the irreplaceable. Stuff. Yes. The stuff that they're not even, that's just going to get um, plowed over. Yeah. Yeah. This shit is wild. It's like mm-hmm. Fern Gully. <laughs> But with a house. That's depressing. Yeah. We don't have to keep talking about it. (laughs) Fern Gully is a very sad movie. (laughs) It is. Dude, somebody said that Avatar, or not somebody, a lot of people compared Avatar to Fern Gully. I have never seen Avatar. I still haven't seen it. I just, you're okay. I mean, okay, you don't need to sit three hours to watch, like, fucking Pocahontas happen in... I just, I never, because everybody's like, you haven't seen it. Like, I don't really care about watching blue aliens, like walk around. Like that's not really my style of movie. And if you're telling me the motif is pretty, I know what that is. Yeah. Yeah. The motif is pretty cliche. It's a cinematic, which is pretty cool. So I should be like stoned for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should. I think you would really enjoy this. Okay, well, maybe I'll change my mind and actually watch it. If just, I just know just there's like... cinematics. Time. Okay, yeah. I like that shit. Speaking of cinematics, okay, I saw Cruella over last weekend. Yeah. Have you seen it yet? No. I'm oh. very hesitant about it. Why? Because, I don't know, it, it does... it looks okay from the trailers it looks like kind of kitschy like a little I don't know like okay and I, I think of her as evil right so I'm like is is Emma Stone evil or is it like oh no Cruella actually is good and all this stuff and I'm like great no did you ever watch the Joker with Joaquin Phoenix yeah the new one yeah yeah that was so good it's like that. It is like that because it tells so I'm going to be you, depressed and like no, mentally need some therapy afterward. No, <laughs> it's like that where it walks you through what happened to her and what brought her to be Cruella and like her story of growing up is essentially mm. like it. 
literally Isabel, the cinematography, first of all, the CGI on the dogs, not a fan. I was not a fan of that. That was the only thing I didn't like. The storyline was fucking amazing. There were okay. things that would, would happen in the movie that I'm, when I watch movies, I always like to predict and like figure out what's ahead. There were some things that I caught on to, but then it would switch and it would be something else. And you're like, oh shit, that was awesome. Okay. The, the costumes, insane. All It's so visually stimulating and the cinematography of it. There was this part. I think it was like a five minute long camera shot going down halls and up. And I mean, I felt like I was on a roller coaster ride and I was not stoned. It was such a good movie. And I was shocked. I liked it so much. And every single person who's seen it has said the same thing. So you have got okay. to go watch it. It's not just me. It was really fucking good. And Emma Stone is a rock star at that character. Okay. 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 You got to watch it. I think because like I have very low expectations for whatever reason. I don't know. Oh, I'm just then you're like... going to go in there and love. Just t- take an edible. Take an edible. <laughs> I can't. Last time I did. <laughs> oh, you'd probably pass out and go to sleep. No, no, no. Like I think. Okay. So my boyfriend and I decided to try take one together. And how, then. How recently was this? This is a while ago. Okay. A long time ago. And then we were trying to figure out like a movie to watch. And then we were watching Wolverine. Logan. We were watching Logan. And I was just sitting there and I was like, at first I was like, ah, you know how edibles are. You're like, there. you're like, no, they're not really working. I'll just take another one. <laughs> and, that's when, that. and then <laughs> that's when you're like, fuck. And then you regret it immediately. Um, anyway, so <laughs> we're sitting there. And I mean, my boyfriend turns and looks at me. He's like, are you alive? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, this is the most still and quiet I've ever seen you. I'm like, I'm just really stoned, okay? <laughs> and then I remember we were watching Logan and I was sitting there and I was like, I think I've seen this movie before. But I was like, oh, but maybe it was a trailer. <laughs> and then, you know, but after watching, I'm like, I've definitely seen this movie before. But I was like so stoned that I couldn't even speak to let him know I've already seen this movie. I just see like the CGI is like really terrible for some reason when you're stoned. You're just like, oh my God, it's so bad. And it's like really slow for some reason. I was like, was it this slow in real life or is it because I'm just really high right now? And then- <laughs> oh God. So I'm just not weed and me, like we're just not friends. Like, yeah. I could. Not- don't get along. I think I'm just too much of a. That is hilarious because I could not be farther from your reality. Like I honestly feel like it's made me a better person, a more patient and just like helps bring me down because I naturally am just like in your face all over the place. Oh, I get anxiety. Oh man. It makes me anxious. Well, and this is what I'm sure everybody tells you too, that you got to make sure that you take the right kind and the right dose for it to work. Like if you take an sativa, that shit's going to make you super anxious if you're not in the right setting, you know, or an indica versus the hybrid. I never remember what I get, but (laughs) I never remember, but it's still like, there's a point where I'm just like, this is too much. Yeah. Then don't. And I'm like. Uh, no, there's no happy medium. (laughs) 
<laughs> like there's a little part I'm like, yeah. And then they're like, no. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I still suggest that you go see Cruella, whether you're stoned okay. or I not. will watch it. I will watch it upon your recommendation. Yes. And let me know what you think. Um, would you like to do an oracle card? Yeah, let's do it. Do you do you want to do a number? Do you want me to just pick? I don't know. We kind of talked about a lot of talked about a lot of stuff. Yeah, I don't know what'll pop up, but it'll be kind of cool. Um I'm just sitting here shuffling them. So okay, okay, let me think. Let's do 21. Make it a great Monday. From the top or the bottom. Why you gotta mix it up like that on me? Um because I couldn't decide which one to do. <laughs> from the bottom. Okay. Started from the bottom, now we're here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This one is birthing a new age, birthing new creations, dreaming a new world into being. Hmm. Hmm. All right. 92. Often our path is exactly the one we don't feel prepared to walk. Walk it anyway. Often what is rising feels far bigger than we could possibly hold. Be a container for it anyway. Often our creations seem to have wild, uncontrollable consciousness of their own. Birth them anyway. Often what is ours to do is the very thing that most intimidates us. Be courageous and do it anyway. We are birthing a new age. Right now we're in a transition period between ages. The process of allowing the old cycle to fall away and the new cycle to rise. Like driving in the fog and trusting that the road will appear ahead. We need to release old identities in ways that no longer serve us using our intuition as a compass. You're part of a group of souls that have been incarnating at significant periods of history, preparing for this exact moment in time, dreaming a new world into being. It's time to give permission and space for what is beckoning within to be born. We are dreaming a new world into being. I don't know. It just felt like an Oracle card. And like, I thought a little bit, I was thinking about my house and moving forward, but it didn't resonate with me. Yeah. And then I was thinking like, maybe cause our, you know, cause sometimes I try to link it back to the episode of like, sometimes it's wild and you just do it anyway. And I was like, maybe for this episode, you know, we were jumping around and stuff. And <laughs> or maybe we even started this episode about non-believing and sometimes it's not always spot on, but when it is, the, I'd say the lesson here is to recognize when something is so spot on that it's screaming in your face and when it feels right. But then clearly there's other times where it doesn't register and that's okay. What do you think? <laughs> I don't know. We have, I think we have energy blocks and they need to be released. <laughs> I lost uh, my energy after that bitch tried to listen to it. <laughs> I know you had to set, bring your sage. I don't know. I think maybe because I, yeah, you're in a head fog too. Which, yeah, yeah. We'll get a better card next week. I hope it re- registered with one of our listeners. <laughs> it's not always just about us, Isabel. We have people listening to. You're right. You're right. This podcast is not about us. <laughs> 
It needs to be about the listeners. <laughs> so if you guys liked what you heard today, please share this episode with your best friend, with your work wife, with their work wives. And we will see you guys next time. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye.